Hello, welcome back to the Game People podcast. Each week we take a particular video game, some writers from the website, and have a good old chat. Come and join the gang of reviewing artisans. See it from every angle. I'm Andy Robertson, and I've got with me Chris Jarvis and Sinan Kubba, and today we're going to be talking about Portal 1 and Portal 2. So before we get starting about Portal, let's introduce who we've got here today. Hi, I'm Chris Jarvis uh, and I write the Novel Gamer column. I'm Sinan Kubba and I write the Returning Gamer column. Now, I think we've obviously all got different experiences with Portal. Um, Myself and Sinan, I think we've both played both games, is that right? Yep, that's right. And Chris, you've just played the first one. That's right, yes. We'll see if we can convince you to jump in for the second game, or maybe warn you off it. <laughs> but um, <laughs> what, what, about it, what about Portal is it that you think makes it such an interesting game to play and to talk about? I think it's a concept that, that is really great, and it's quite hard to explain. I think when you try and explain how the sort of Portal gun works to people, you can see that they're not quite understanding what you're saying. But as soon as you show it in operation... Um, it's immediately kind of apparent. And I remember with the first game, when they brought out the trailer for it, there was this moment where they'd kind of created portals in like a corner of a room and they were sort of running around it in a circle and you were chasing yourself around in circles. And I think for a lot of people, just that moment kind of sold the concept in a way that almost nothing else could, that you, you know, you're sort of looking at the back of your own head. And I think it's just such a great idea and it works in so many ways because of the way they incorporate things like momentum and gravity into what happens when you go through the portals. It's just such a great playground. Yeah. And I think, I think most people coming to it will spend a bit of time, you know, when they've got a fairly basic room, just playing around with the gun and seeing for themselves what they can do with it in that space. Yeah, there's, I remember having a similar sort of light switch moment where you're like, well, I know roughly I've got a gun that can fire portals or doorways and I have got an in and an out. But it's not until you start thinking, oh, wait a minute. So if I put one in the ceiling and put one in the wall, I'm going to fall out of the ceiling. And then, oh, I could put one underneath that and you could have this perpetual falling. And yeah. the mechanics of it suddenly actually play a bigger part than just the idea about what the puzzles are. It took a little while, but once I got that, I was like, oh, wow, this is, like you're saying, it's a bit of a playground. And I think the strength of some of the, the, the puzzle designs um, is that they'd clearly done that themselves. You know, they'd had a play around with it or they'd, they'd thought about it and they'd having figured out all the funny little things you could do, they then built puzzles around those ideas that kind of come naturally to you. So there are some puzzles that, you know, you need quite a bit of momentum to make it from one side to the other, you know, so you realise you need quite a big drop or something in order to fall through the hole fast enough that you kind of get catapulted across the the map or or whatever. Yeah, and it felt like they understood their concept really well and maybe that came from the fact that they just had created this environment and then had just played in it. And I think you were saying earlier, Chris, when we were chatting, that um, it's almost like it wasn't. It didn't sit down and design the levels up up in front of everything. Yeah, it's just they had fun with the game, um, and out of that came. Oh, what what we need here is a long drop, and that will give us some momentum. Or what we need here is a hidden hidden doorway and stuff like that. Um, and it felt really playful. Yeah, definitely. And I think I remember in the first one there was I think there was this this level where you you had to create that ceiling to floor loop in order to pick up kind of your maximum falling speed. Mm. Yes, yeah, so Sinan, let me bring you in. 
Um, what was your experience of Portal? Did you was it something you took to immediately? I'd say so. Yeah. I mean, for me, the portals themselves are the are the you know the first thing that you see in the game. So for the sort of first maybe half hour or so, you're getting used to portals and trying to work out the mechanics. And it's you know it's a real novelty and it's very enjoyable. But I think for me, the real reason why I enjoyed the first portal was the the writing uh, in terms of Glados, who's this computer who is maintaining the facility you're trapped in and basically is your sinister uh, captor teasing you with with this promise of cake for completing all her tests and I just found the more and more I played the game the more I was playing to hear more of what she was saying and just wanting to really soak in this atmosphere of wanting to work out what was going on and and, you know in this weird kind of uh, uh, way of actually being enjoying being toyed around with and and teased and being mocked by this character it was it was very strange and it's a completely one-sided relationship isn't it yeah she has all the power and she's she determines what the tests are and all you can do is just sort of be be at her beck and call (laughs) Um, but something about the way that setup is is sort of explained and the narration and her you don't see her for a long time so it's sort of disembodied relationship like you're saying yeah something about it's very compelling it was good and then it clicked into great when you make your escape halfway through the game and i mm. won't dwell any more beyond that but she starts taking on this kind of more human persona and trying to really empathize a bit with you um and it's it's just very funny they give her so much personality for what is essentially a disembodied voice and it, it's it creates this really strange relationship between the two of you even though you don't say anything as a character it, it, as a player you have this relationship with her and i don't want to spoil it but the ending just brings it all together and it's in terms of writing, I, I still think there are very few games which have as good writing as the first portal. Mm. Yeah, I think for me, obviously we're talking about both of the games here and what we've touched on so far is largely the first one. But that's something which really carried on successfully to the second one. Was that relationship between you as the player and GLaDOS, this sort of disembodied narrator um, and the one who sets the tests. Um, that there was this tension between uh, sort of being a, a captive and having a captor, um, captee relationship and actually something where there was an understanding between both of you that you sort of, in some ways, you were both you were both sort of caught in this system and you were both sort of subject to having to endlessly test for the sake of science. <laughs> um, there, was, there was almost like an animosity between you, but at the same time, there was a friendship and you, they play to that in the second game. And there's certain points where that, that comes off and GLaDOS gives away sometimes that she almost feels a bit sorry for you. And there are definitely moments where I was playing and I'm like, oh, certain things happened to her and I wasn't sure I was very comfortable with that I almost felt quite protective of her (laughs) yeah definitely I think um it's like a very strange reunion when you finally get to you know have her by your side in the the second game (laughs) like an old headmaster or something (laughs) exactly (laughs) or even like you know coming back home to your to your mum after like (laughs) a few years away (laughs) yeah and it's like it's good to see her but at the same time my god it was better without (laughs) you have to behave now yeah yeah, exactly you have to behave you have to do what she says it's it's a different in the second game because they've open up in, in lots of different directions and the story gets a lot deeper and it, in the first game it's it's a bit simpler you're just this person trying to trying to escape this sadistic computer who goes a bit weird towards the end of the game and gets a bit more per, of a sort of human personality in the mm. second game it's 
there's other characters there's a backstory to the to the place um and it's a whole different thing and and, and in some respects that makes it a very different game for me did you like it as much because there is a big change it's really in the, the, the tone and the feel of the place you're playing in completely different in the second one i was a little bit disappointed i wanted more of the same i think and what yeah. you got was something very different it just writing the, the, the podcast notes now i kind of realized that as much as there are so many similarities between the two games i find it very hard to compare them because they mm. do feel so different um the second one is has nothing of the sort of sinister edge of the, of the first one which i really enjoyed yeah. and that that sort of claustrophobic feeling isn't there the second game is more about punchlines and exploration and th- those are very good things and i really enjoyed them but it doesn't feel as unique as the first game i don't i can't think of as many games which made me feel the same feeling i had in portal chris let me bring you back in what were your expectations of, of a second game because you've not played it yet what are you hoping for um in a follow-up or what, and what are you worried about my, my hope was that actually they'd kind of leave it alone because um for me you know the first portal was a very complete experience um and i don't think i could go into the second game with quite the same feeling that i approached the first game because i didn't i, I genuinely didn't know when i played the first portal that there was actually any kind of story. I just thought that it was a puzzle game. And so as sort of story elements came out and things became more sinister and, you know, you come across evidence of that there has been a previous test subject, the the fiction kind of grew out of it really surprisingly for me. It made the whole experience and coming to the end of that game very complete and very tidy. And there, there wasn't a lot of explanation of what life was like on the outside world. I think there was an assumption because of how it, the game came out that it was something to do with you know black mesa from from half-life hmm. but it was there was only ever that was only ever you know an assumption i've been staying away from playing portal 2 because for me one of my pet hates is kind of sequels that try and introduce backstory which end up undermining your initial experience um it's something that happens quite a lot with movies you know people talk about you know highlander 2 uh, I had a similar experience with, you know, The Mummy Returns and also, and <laughs> yeah. also you know, The Matrix sequels. Yeah. They, they give you this context which suddenly undermines your experience of the original game. And I kind of don't want that. I have, you know, quite nice memories of playing Portal. And they're almost, they're those kind of memories that if you prod at them too hard, they kind of fall apart in your hands, if you like. And I, I'm a bit worried about coming into a game that, is in some respects going to undermine, you know, my own experiences of that first game. Yeah, and I think my instinct would be to say that actually it does do that for a number of reasons. One of the things I think is that it's a boxed game, so it feels like they had to try and do more with it than just be a little oddity, because the first game was just this little download game or part of this package with orange box. So it didn't have to work hard to sort of earn its way because it, you know, didn't sort of represent a big investment for the player. But I think I was pretty... Basically, I think I'm disappointed by Portal 2, that I wish they had just, I guess, just left it at Portal 1 or done essentially just more of Portal 1 rather than feeling they had to work so hard. I wouldn't agree. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I really loved Portal 2. Like I said, I, I kind of... In a weird way, I see them as two different games connected by the, the story, and that's it. Mm. Like, it's such a different experience. Um, and I guess in terms of what Chris is saying about the backstory, for me, whilst it changes the feel of the game in terms of it feels, like I said, more about exploration, I don't feel like any of the backstory undermines what you saw in Portal. For example, without going too much into too much detail, you learn a lot more about Aperture, who are who's the company behind all of this, who created Glados, your your tormentor. And I just love the idea of how this company essentially got great by accident, and then through 
just wanting to create all these ridiculously brilliant scientific mm. things got into a situation where they had to pay homeless people to do their tests for them and <laughs> it's just cute. exactly and it's 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 still funny and it still feels true to this strange universe where you have this huge uh, scientific corporation that at the same time is clearly quite useless and but i think you in that you see the fingerprints of valve much more than sort of this original concept which emerged as a part of the university right. project didn't it and it feels to me more like a half-life or part of that half-life sort of universe rather than this little oddity you're not quite sure where it is Maybe that's the maybe that's the thing. I I really like the half life yeah, universe, yeah, and I really that, like the yeah. half life game. So, and I I just like that 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 touch that Valve have of putting all these little clues in in their worlds for you to find. You know, little bits of environmental things like you know the the back of a turret box with a date on it. I, I you know people might say that's going into too much detail, and, and no one's going to notice it. I love that kind of stuff, and Portal Two is full of it. So, yes, um, I wonder if if it warrants. Maybe I need to play it through again. <laughs> Maybe I'll notice more. Because the first one I think I played through and it's like, that's such an intense experience. Much like reading a book. I didn't want to sort of revisit it even in, in the first game. There was download content to play afterwards. Right. But maybe the second one is more being more of a traditional game is something that I should revisit. I wonder what a second playthrough would feel like. A lot of the impact from a game like Portal comes from hearing those lines for the first time. Yeah. Um, I love it. This second game, there are some great lines. One of my favourite is a moment GLaDOS says something like, boy, you really must like testing. <laughs> <laughs> and this idea that, you know, you're really into the testing and that's because you keep doing well at these tests. <laughs> I think my, my favourite one, you complete, just after you, you, you come back to meet her, you complete a test chamber and she says, oh, here are the results back from your test. You are a horrible person. <laughs> we weren't even testing for that. You're just a horrible person. <laughs> and in that sense, it feels true to the first one. But um, I feel wary recommending it to Chris because I have the suspicion that almost any sequel for Portal would have trouble, mm. you know, being the living up because it, it is a, such a complete game. The first one. Mm. So if you have a natural fear of sequels, then maybe, <laughs> yeah, you know, it feels a bit like if they could have come out with a different game, maybe not called it Portal Two. Um, but the problem was that it has such a signature control scheme um, and mechanic rather that obviously it would it would have to be Portal. But it reminds me of of the Office, how the, the British Office with this little was it twelve episodes, I think two seasons and a Christmas yeah. special, very intense, very specific about what it was, and they then took that and put, took it to America and did the Steve Carroll. Essentially, is very different, but is marketed like it's The Office. There's loads of people I know who love the, the UK Office and are just like, oh, that American one, that's just, it's not the same. Like, what are they doing? It's just ridiculous. But if you think about that in terms of it being its own thing, maybe not being called The Office, but being called something else, it's, I think it's actually a really interesting show. Um, but because it's sort of tainted by having to be sat on the same shelf alongside the UK office, it doesn't quite hold up as well, and people are put off it. I love that analogy. It's so <laughs> that nails it absolutely, and that, that's the thing. I still enjoy the American Office, and I can't, but I can't think of it as the yeah. same as. And the do British you struggle one. to get like people who've enjoyed the UK office? Have you struggled to get them to watch the American one? Absolutely, definitely. And some people say it's just it's just not right. And actually, the funny thing is, it's the reverse as well. <laughs> people, so I wonder, you know. In this weird world where a lot more people are playing Portal 2, if you brought them back to play Portal, would they find it actually less enjoyable? And yeah. that might say more about the quality of Portal 2 than anything else, if, if, if the reverse applies as well. And Chris, I mean, do you think Portal's a good game to um, introduce new players to? Like maybe, I mean, that's what I was thinking is maybe with these two games, if you haven't played either, then maybe you could just enjoy either of them? Uh, yeah, very possibly. I'm trying to think about 
the kind of skills that it calls upon. They're not the kind of skills that other games necessarily require of you. So, in, you know, in some respects, it's my experience of Portal 1 is it's, it's not a run-and-gun experience. There's no kind of... Mm very little needing to sort of duck behind cover yeah there's, there's a few elements that time that, that are sort of timed and you have to get your movements exactly right on a sort of set piece mm. but actually i think there's quite a lot of portal that doesn't force you to a time limit you can there, there are enough levels that allow you to just explore things in your own time that i think build up the skills so i think it is i think it is a good game for for new players and the novelty certainly adds a lot of incentive, doesn't it? Yeah, and I think the novelty, you know, is good for anybody. I mean, if I'm curious about playing Portal 2, it is partly just because I miss messing around with uh, with the Portal gun. And, yeah. you know, uh, in fact, you know, this morning before coming on the podcast, I actually found the um, uh, the Flash version of Portal. When, when the first one came out, someone did a Flash game, which is like Portal but in 2D. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's well worth a look. Uh, if you search for Portal, the Flash version, yeah. uh, you'll find it. And it's actually bizarre how in 2D, it is essentially the same core experience as Portal 1, yeah. uh, but just in a kind of side-scrolling environment. And that's, yeah. so I've been playing around with that, and I realised this morning how much I missed just messing around with, with that concept. Hmm. I mean, I'd be much more excited about Portal 3DS or even sort of Portal Wii, I think, <laughs> than, I, than I was about Portal 2. But I think you're right that there is there's, there's novelty here and there's simplicity. And just because it's such a fun experience, I think it would stand up um, for newcomers. And actually, I was playing it. Uh, my kids were watching me playing it over the weekend. My wife was like, oh, really? Well, you, you were letting them watch you play that? Because to her eyes, it was this first person shooter. And I was, took some time to say, actually, there's no real shooting. You just, you're only firing doors. Um, and she, eventually she's like, oh, yeah, I, I trust you. <laughs> I guess that's true. But there was a real deep, that looks like a shooting game. You know, how come you're putting our five-year-old in front of that? Um, yeah, yeah. And maybe I shouldn't have been. But I felt comfortable because most of the sinister, the sinister aspect of it is in the sort of the dialogue. And there's not much direct sort of violence. And you don't really see people... Mm getting shot and stuff because that's just not happening so <laughs> you do murder turrets yes oh yeah they they say they say such cute things don't they as, exactly uh, either burning it's... up or <laughs> if i was going to introduce a new gamer to one of the two games i'd pick portal 2 because yeah, really? it re- yeah it requires less dexterity than the first game a lot a lot a lot of the puzzles in the first game require you to make very quick movements mm. um to place portals in areas like, like Chris was saying, you know, the idea of using momentum is a, is a much bigger thing in the first game. The second game is much more about other environmental ideas, like the light bridge, for example. It's more about using these things in conjunctions with portals. So, yeah. And that's that just requires thinking about it. And I found my, for example, my girlfriend who she played the first game and, and struggled a bit halfway through it. But the second game, she's sailing through it. And yeah. I, what's funny about it is I'm just really enjoying watching her playing it as well. That's what Portal feels a bit like to me. It feels a bit like um, a 3D Professor Layton, where I'm just almost unlocking the puzzles to go through the story. You know, I'm not even necessarily enjoying the puzzles that much. I'm just enjoying watching and being... There you a... give it away. You're not enjoying the puzzles that much. <laughs> not, not, well, not compared to the first one, you know. Yeah, exactly. So, for me, that's a failure. <laughs> but, uh, not, well, I, don't think I, I don't think I enjoyed the puzzles that much in the first one. No, that's the thing. But, but is the difficulty of control, is that a switch away from, from sort of PC to more console design? Because I played the original Portal on, on PC, and at the time, I used to play a lot of first-person shooters. And I honestly, since I kind of stopped playing games on PC and play games now on on consoles, to be honest, I've kind of abandoned first-person shooter as a genre because I don't like it 
on a control pad. Even though games have now adjusted and actually playing first-person shooters on a control pad is easier than it used to be, for me, there is no replacement for the, the speed of control that mouse and keyboard gives you. I mean, we used to play, we used to play Quake 3 Rail Arena, which has to be you know, one of the hardest kind of tests of uh, hand-eye coordination. But you'd do things like you'd bounce across the sky and you'd shoot someone that was a mile below you that was a tiny speck. And if I try and recreate that kind of experience on a console, I just can't do it with a control pad. I can't aim accurately and quickly. And I find that a lot of shooting games now on the console, I can almost feel that the way the enemies are attacking me has been tailored to the fact that I can't turn around quickly. The thing to remember is the first portal did come out for consoles. Um, the Orange Box was released for 360 and PS3 as well as PC. But at the same time, I think you're, in, you're entirely right. They've It's not that because Portal 2 is on consoles, they've changed it. It's that they realize it could sell on consoles <laughs> much more. So they've they've compensated. It's a shame, I guess. The thing is, you know, usually in, in my returning gamer column, I complain a fair bit about games that get too easy. I didn't, I don't have that problem with Portal 2. So this is what I mean when I say I don't feel like I'm playing for the puzzles. And I don't know if that's wrong in a puzzle game. Uh, no, it's never I'm wrong, not... I think. <laughs> right. To play games for some other reason. That's always well, there good. you go. <laughs> I, I, that's my fault anyway <laughs> yeah and there was some issue wasn't there that um even on the pc version it talks about don't turn the console off when it's saving and stuff like that which i think some pc gamers were slightly sensitive to feeling like oh we've just got a port of the 360 one it's um, valve, maybe. valve yes. players and valve are so valve players are, are very uh intrinsically pc players so yeah. Uh, yeah. but all, all you're sort of saying about controls there and I really think a 3DS version or a Wii version could be just as good. You don't don't really need that graphical horsepower. And again, you'd introduce it to a whole new um, audience. So, or perhaps they've got like a, a Wii HD version in the in the offing to announce at E3. <laughs> but again, you see, you find on like because I, I mean I really like uh, the the Metroid games. I've got Metroid on. Um, or Metroid, or, you know, I get I get I picked up Metroid. from different people. It sounds a bit sort of God, whatever. You know, <laughs> Animal I, based Metroid. Yeah. I went, I went to this I went to this gaming event the other week, and uh, there was a girl there that was uh, you know very 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 into her games, and I, you know I said it as Metroid, and she was instantly like, "It's Metroid. Why are you saying that?" Because yeah. <laughs> I had offended her sensibilities. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I've played those on on the Wii and on the the 3DS and the, not 3DS, sorry, the DS. And what I found is again is you, your turning circle is very is, is a very tricky thing to to do. I mean, with with Metroid on the the DS you do end up with this kind of claw-shaped hand from trying to do all the stuff that you need to do. Yeah. And again, on the Wii, if you try and turn too quickly, all that happens is you point the remote off the screen and you just stop. Yeah, yeah. but though you're both using old technology there. If they had a, a Metroid game that used Motion Plus, you could turn a lot quicker. And again, on the 3DS, you've got the circle pad, so you've got much more like sort of twin-stick controls. hasn't been done yet, so I, I feel like that will... Um, sort out some of those little niggles you were asking me at the beginning about you know what i wanted out of a portal 2 and i think been thinking about it and in order to recreate that kind of surprise that the first game gave me you almost kind of want it to be like like the saw franchise where you're kind of doing something else and you get abducted and i almost with portal 2 almost want it to 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 abduct me do you know what i mean i want to be Mm. playing another game and suddenly you know someone with a pig mask on their head puts a sack over my head and I wake up in the you know the aperture science test environment and I'm forced to do these things instead and I think it's one of those kind of surprises that games can't put upon you because you you buy a game very much knowing 
quite a lot about what the core content is. Whereas sometimes with a film, you know, with advertising or whatever, they can make you think it's one thing and then take you off in a totally different direction. Yes, I mean, it's interesting, just in terms of like a limit that games have got there that maybe other um, media like films and books can be a lot more um, embracing in terms of how they move between one style of game and another. Because you buy a game on the basis of what the gameplay is going to be, in some ways you might feel a bit cheated if suddenly what you thought was going to be Half-Life 3 or whatever turned out to be actually this is just Portal. You've well, sort of been, sold, you know, been sold a dummy in a way. But that, that seems like an important ability for someone telling a story to have, to be able to just sort of go, go where they want to with it. Perhaps that's something we'll see in the future. I'm quite good. glad Portal is not Saw. Just that's all <laughs> I wanted to say. <laughs> well, perhaps you could be playing the Saw and suddenly um, you get whipped off and uh, it turns into Portal. <laughs> that would make it infinitely better. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for your time, guys. If you want to track with us until the next podcast, you can do that on the website at www.gamepeople.co.uk. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash gamepeople. Follow us on Twitter at game underscore people. And find us on iTunes. So until next week, we'll say bye-bye. Bye. was recorded for gamepeople.co.uk. The editor and producer was Andy Robertson.